From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. It's those folks in San Diego. They're playing games with us because we're out of the playoffs, and they're still in the playoffs. And and then we had Cedric the Benchwarmer's, you know, uh, introduction to his show before our show. Cedric the Benchwarmer. Yeah, and, and okay. Cedric is really sad too. You know, I, I was sad because Cedric is, he's a cowboy fan. Oh, he's a cowboy fan. Oh, so he's a big yeah, cowboy fan. Oh, yeah, it's handed to him. Man. <laughs> No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Now, why would you go make fun of a guy? By the way, fun of him. By the way you guys are listening to Rail of Sports okay. on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And Fan Man, why are you making fun of a guy who sheds tears? I'm not tears? making fun of Cedric. He, he, I, no. No, you, you're crying. I was crying. That's I'm upset. T- that's the T.O. thing you're doing. That's the T.O. thing. Yeah, I'm copying that. Well, it works. Why do that? I, I'm sending him some popcorn. I'll tell you what, man. Really good I, popcorn know, I got. You know, it, you know, to have a guy, I, I, in my perspective, <laughs> I think, listen, many people, you know, never get to see grown men shed tears about a game. But I'll tell you what, he happened to be in front of the camera, but there's some other guys that shed some tears behind those games. Oh, God. Okay, you, well, know you, think, you think Mitch Williams didn't shed tears? Come on, that the, the wild thing, you the know, wild. He, when he threw that pitch that went out of the ballpark and the mm-hmm. Phillies didn't make it to the Yeah, world. right, I remember that. that. Yeah, I mean, the World Series, yeah. That was, <laughs> you think he yeah, shed some was, tears? Was he shedding tears on the air, though? I don't remember that. You, that was so long ago. Oh, Mitch, Nine, you, you know what Mitch did? Mitch, Mitch left wins, town. Yeah. He, he left, yeah, he, he had to leave town. Yeah, he had threats. Especially in Philadelphia. Well, see, that's what probably happened with Romo down there in Dallas. You know, come on, man, they, they can carry guns on their do you hips. Think, do you think that Jessica Simpson thing really had any effect on him being in Mexico, sipping, um, you know, whatever he was sipping down there? Well, let mm. me just say this. You know, <laughs> many times, you know, th- this is this, this is, is what again a depressing time for me again because I got to relive the AFC Championship game of that's right, 1987, ca- 1987. Of, of the fumble. You know, mm-hmm. which was 20 years ago. You know, and I got some friends out there. I think Hanford Dixon, a friend of mine, is listening to the show too. And you know, Hanford, you know, we kind of go through this thing this time of the year. But yeah, you want to try to relax and get away when you don't have a game when you got a bye week. But but at the same time, relax and get away. I mean, don't come to the stadium. But still stay in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think Romo probably had his mind in the game, but he was just relaxing and getting away from going to a restaurant where everybody knew him. Everybody maybe wanted his autograph. Everybody wanted to take pictures. He kind of wanted to get away from that and kind of relax. But still, when she went to bed, mm-hmm. he probably pulled out the playbook. Well, game day is game day. And, you know, they just fell apart at the end of the game. Well, you know. And I'm glad they did. Well, yeah, you know, we I don't, don't want we don't want to see the Cowboys win no, anything. No, we don't. Ew, none. We, we 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 really don't. But they still represent, you know, a division that you and I used to love, the NFC East. I still love the NFC East, and the Giants are in, and I'm rooting for the Giants. And now. we, you know, one thing about it, for once, you and I agreed on one thing for like the third time no, this year. No, it's the third thing we agreed the, on. That the Giants were going to win that game. Yeah. We did. And and the reason why I thought the Giants were going to win that game, because they were playing good football into the playoffs. Into the playoffs, and you were right on that. And the Cowboys were not. Were not, they, and they fell apart, just like you said they would. And and, and as we said, it, it looks like that, uh, you know, Eli was growing up in front of the nation. Everybody got a chance to see this young man mature mm-hmm. as a quarterback. But still, he's still a young quarterback. Well, at least there's one Manning still involved in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Left yeah. over for the playoffs. Well, you and know what? I, I can tell you this. You know, Eli and Peyton probably at some point in time years from now they will probably tell the world. But I know these guys talk about football. Sure they do. I know Peyton. Just like you do. This is his baby brother. His baby brother. You think he's not going to tell his baby brother how to look that guy off and how to read this coverage and what they're going? Peyton is going to be. I tell you what, this week 
Right. Peyton is going to be on the payroll of Eli Manning. Okay. If not the New York Giants, he's going to be on Eli. <laughs> and it, he's going to help him. Well, you know what? The whole thing comes down to what I'm what I'm hoping for is San Diego marches into New England and blows them out. I really hope that happens. They go all the way to 18 games and they blow it. That's I'm I'm really hoping that 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 would really really make the uh, Super Bowl exciting. No, what, what's going to happen to what make the Super happen? Bowl exciting is that the New England Patriots are going to play probably you know, and I may change this before the show is over. They're going to play the Green Bay Packers. And that will be the Super Bowl that America really wants to see. No, I Even said though I was America's hoping, team is the Cowboys. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. Well, you know, I was hoping, I'm hoping that San Diego does that. But really, in the truth of the whole matter, Ray, I think it's going to be Green Bay yeah, but we're, and we're, New England. We're, we're going to kind of make our picks a little bit later. But let me, let me ask you something. Did you yeah. think the games were, were they good games that people get their money's worth? Were they worth watching? Uh, yeah, I thought they were. Yeah, I really thought the Jaguars, they were. The uh, Jaguars played great, man. They were really, really, uh, Garrardi's really good. Yeah, it, well, I mean, you know, and they're, 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 they're still... Of somewhat of a young team, with the exception of uh, you know their running back, but uh, but but I think what they made the mistake of doing was they came into the game anticipating that of course you know they weren't going to be able to run the ball, and I don't think they ever really tried to establish the running game. I still would try to establish the running game. Yeah. And then when they I came back you. second half, because they passed the ball so much in the first half, mm-hmm. when they came back second half and they tried to run it a little bit more. Um, you know, I think it was it was all said and done by then. I think in Indianapolis, basically, what they did was they ju- they just turned around and blew it on defense. Uh, Peyton played a great game, as we both know, and uh, defense fell apart. Sloppy play, and uh, they just got run over. And, and you know, that was a close game too. San Diego, um, you know, has a right to go. And the big stink in San Diego is whether Marty Schottenheimer built the team. Okay, and then here comes uh, Norv, and he just takes over and says, go out there and win, and they do. Okay, well, you jumped over to the other game real fast. I know, I know. But I'm going to jump over there with you. But, yeah, okay. You, you know, but early in the year, yeah, everybody burned, you know, the Chargers and, and Norv, and Norv has never won anything, and you got a name like Norv, you know. Norv. Not gonna get any, come up with that name, Norv. You're not going to get any kind of respect with N-O-R-V, that. N-O-R-V, Norv. Exactly. You know, no, Is no, it Norville? I don't oh, know, okay. but, you know, I doubt if he knows. Norville, get over here. But, you know, early on Arf. in the year, you know, the, the team started off very slow, but you got to realize they had a new system that they were coming into, mm-hmm. you know, and then all With of a sudden, and then you got the emotions of some people being attached to the old coach and some people saying, well, it's a new guy and it's a new day and we got to go. But there was a learning curve and there was a, you know, something that they were comfortable with they've been doing in the past and now they have to adjust on this learning curve and when things weren't working out early on, some guys kind of felt like, oh man, we should stay with what we had, you mm-hmm. know, and it took them some time. And if you can remember early on, I mean, I remember LaDainian Thompson, you know, LaDainian many times after games, you know, in interviews, I mean, he looked like he was just the most depressed football player I'd ever seen. He was not a happy camper at Uh all, you know. And so they lost a few games. And, of course, you know, the Patriots just, you know, might as well have given, changed their name, just took their name from them, took their pride from them, took everything from them very early in the season. You know, and, and now they got a chance to redeem themselves. To redeem themselves, yep, that's which, right. Which I don't know. I mean, if you well, let me ask you a question. If San Diego loses this game this coming Sunday, this weekend, do you think Norv's going to be run out of town? Oh no, no, oh no, because he well, won a playoff game and Marty yeah, did yeah, win a playoff he, game. Yeah, but he won a playoff game, and everybody on ESPN and around the country and all the radio sports talk stations are saying, you know what? So what? He won a playoff game. I mean, the guy has really never done anything. Um, you know, he's like 65 and 87 overall, where Schottenheimer was 114 to uh, 62 or whatever the, the, the record. I don't have. Oh, oh he's not. He's. I don't think he is. When you look at his record, 
And, That's what they talk about. But he won the playoff. They, they talk about the rings. They talk about the rings. And so, you know, Marty, Marty's legacy has already been written. Marty has a chance to come back, almost like Dick Vermeil did, and come back and get a Super Bowl. Dick got his in St. Louis with the Cardinals at that time, with the Rams. Yeah, but it sounds like every time, everywhere Marty goes, he he produces a winner, and then they kick him out three years. He produces it. It takes him three years to build it, and then he builds it, and then they and then they go goodbye. But that's what and, and that's what happened with Vermeil. And but but then he yeah, finally Vermeil, won yeah. it. He, he finally, finally won. won. And so I'm thinking Marty's going to get that chance. But one thing about you know this particular team in San Diego, I you know listen. San Diego really was not expected to be in this game. They no, were they like, weren't. And at, at the beginning of the year, no. it was the You're defending right. Super Bowl champs, which right. is the Indianapolis Colts, right. which they're at home. Mm-hmm. They're probably doing talk shows like you and I right now. It, probably. And then Nothing there else was the New England Patriots. Right. And San Diego Chargers probably were third on the list. You mm-hmm. know. And so the fact that they're in a position to perhaps maybe make it to the Super Bowl, I, I think that's uh, that's something you know. Pretty much, they can hang their hats on, even if they don't go any further in this game. Well, what we can say is one thing: it's going to be an exciting weekend this weekend in the NFL. And don't forget, also, Seattle and Green Bay. I mean, you know, real quick, Seattle goes into a snow-driven monster snowstorm. They're sitting there; they don't know how to deal with this cold weather. Uh, Green Bay loves that kind of frolicking in the snow. They enjoy that type of play. And um, you know they would they just got well, locked out forty two to twenty I mean I mean well, you what know, happened Jeff's going to come on pretty soon I remember last week saying to Jeff but I had one of those football moments you know you get hit in your head uh-huh. too much and Jeff by the way is our and you've got your head in the head a lot. Yeah. yeah and 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 I said that I didn't think Seattle was playing very well going into the playoffs and Jeff said well they were four out of five well yeah but the fact of the matter is. They were four out of five, but one of those games that they played against the Arizona Cardinals, they didn't play well. And the Cardinals here, we should have won that game. We should have won that game. And That's then, what of course, and then about. of course, they right. lost another game. So right. that would have been two losses they had. So going into the playoffs, I was not. They kind of looked like Dallas a little bit to me. They were not on the upswing, but they were kind of not playing well. But at that all. is a good football team. So what happened? Something fell apart in the nucleus of that team. They were they were doing quite well, and maybe it's the coach. Maybe it's time for some major changes. And the running back up there, um, oh Sean Alexander, Sean he was Alexander. Hurt about the whole entire you know, you know what it was though with Sean Alexander? He uh, the year prior, or two years prior to that, made a ton of money, and all of a sudden his play went right down the toilet. Oh, it's not the money. No, no come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Everybody the money. was complaining about him. What about Tony Romo? Tony Romo just got a, you know they signed him to a, a big deal like early in the season. Well, and you can look at look what happened. Yeah, they lost twenty one seventeen. You know the Cowboys. Uh, Roma should have had his act together. He threw the interception in the end zone. I mean, come on. I well, mean, yeah, wait. Well, okay, you, wait. You now, seven million dollars. You better you better be able to win the game. Well, they're all crying. Jerry on. Jones and all those people and their TO and all. Did you see all him crying. on the sideline? Yeah, it was Jerry funny, Jones. man. Yeah. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. I that, it was that, great. That was one interception. It was really a desperate play. Anyway, that was the end of the game. I mean, yeah, that, you know, you don't expect if you make that, that's a miracle. Well, you know, after playing sixteen, you know, sixteen games, you're in the playoffs. You got to win that game, and I'm. Glad they lost to tell you the truth, and I, I was so happy to see Jerry Jones and T.O. and all their sad faces. It was great because I'm well, a Philly well, you, fan. But you, I love you, it. but you were mentioning about Seattle, and I, I you know, I, I don't think Seattle had a bad year because I mean they've got you know Sean Alexander, probably one of the best running backs in the league. Although he, well, there's a lot of complaining going on about senior, him. He's become a senior citizen, and he's the a senior too, citizen, you know. And so he, well, he be, got that big money, like I just said. He, he said, hey, I got the money, man, I can kick back. Well, one thing about you he know this well like the Philadelphia Eagles, what they don't do is senior citizens don't get money. Mm-hmm. You know, they realize, hey, after you've been in the league so many years, statistics are against you. You're probably going to get hurt. And you're going to be right, out of here. So out. we're going to invest in somebody younger, you know, with the exception of Brian Dawkins. is the only person, I think, over 30 that they ever gave big money to. Right. But Sean Alexander, you know, he could be on his way down. Yeah, he could be on his way I down. I think he's on his way down yeah, now. And, and, I think so. Yeah, and they, they probably will they look for a, a, a younger running back, you know. But the guy that came in didn't well, do Well, running bad. backs, you know, a good running back only the last five years at, at best. 
at five best. years. Five years. Nah, at nah, he's gonna last. I mean, Jim Brown walked away from the game after about him and him and I think uh, I mean, Gale about, Sears, who got hurt. Both only played like eight years. Eight but, years. But, but I'm saying five in today's in today's football world, five years, you know, give or take. Anyway, you're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on VoiceAmericaSports.com with uh, Ray Ellis and of course Fan Man. And we got to take a break. Coming up, we got Jeff, our roving correspondent uh, based in Philadelphia with the NFL, to give his take on what happened over this past weekend and what's coming up for this weekend. That should be really interesting. And we'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Anyway. Hey, welcome everyone. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host of the world. Man, man. And uh, there's a number of people can call, right? Yes, there is. 866-472-5788. You may call with your um, football questions or what's going to happen this weekend or whatever happened last week with, with your favorite NFL team. Again, the number 866-472-5788. Yeah, and for like uh, about like 28 uh, you know, other people that are out there in terms of 28? Your favorite team. I thought we had 29 you know, people. No, 20, you oh. know, 28 teams that are left, they now have to become fans of some other team. Right. There's so who are left. you a fan of? Well, in, you know, going into this weekend? Yeah, who are you a fan of? Uh, again, uh, my loyalty is with the uh, NFC East, so I, 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 you know, I, like, I like Eli Manning. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. I'm Giants. I like this. I love to see the Giants now. The Giants and the Packers. That's going to be a great NFC Championship game, and that's going to be played in. It's, it, it's in Green Bay. Green Bay. It's in Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, yeah, right? Yeah. So that'll be really good. That'll be very interesting. Uh, on the other side of it, San Diego and uh, New England. But you well, know what? You know that's almost like a soap opera because if you remember early in the year when the Cowboys lost uh, to to the Patriots, you mm-hmm. know, on that big night where everybody was yeah, you right. know, waiting to see those guys play. You know, it was said, uh, you know, that, you know, I think it was Patrick Creighton said something about the fact that's okay, uh, you know, we'll see them again. And, and everybody knew at that time the only way they could be seen again against each other would be in the Super Bowl, which means that, you know, they had no intentions of, of, of believing or making themselves believe that they weren't going to make it to the Super Bowl for one or that the Patriots were not going to make it to the Super Bowl. So that's why, you know, San Diego's going into this game feeling like, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, nobody has any respect for them. So they think they're kind of like under the radar. And as I said, if they if they lose this game, nobody really expects them to win this game anyway. So, you know, it's like it's, a, it's, it's, it's already done. It's a done deal. Well, you know, uh, Dallas basically they they just blew it. I mean, they I mean they got a lot of changes to make down there. I, I don't know about the coach. Um, you know, no, they're, no, they're, they're, no. Wade Wade isn't going anywhere. I, I you know I think Wade Not in Dallas. I, no, you don't really. No, no. A lot of complaining down there about Wade. Well, you know, they 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 said that you know perhaps maybe one of the assistants may be promoted, but I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, we we got our correspondents. We got uh, you know Jeff, who's world renowned, and everybody loves. Yes, him he's too. very world renowned. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, you there with us? Hey, what's up, guys? All right, how you doing, hey, man? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good. Great. It's a great weekend. I would assume that you're not as busy these days, uh, you know, covering the Eagles as you are doing the season, am I right? Well, not as busy as far as travel and transport and going back and forth to the practices and things, but still just as busy keeping up on the, the pulse of the NFL and writing up different uh, NFL previews, and, you know, I'll be going to the Combine next month, so I keep myself busy. Well, that's great because, you know, the combine, obviously, Jeff, that's something we're going to get into, uh, you know, once, you know, it's all said and done. And that'll be that'll be very interesting because last year, Famine and I had some great discussions about that. And and we were anticipating the uh, uh, arrival of, uh, you know, all day, you know, A.D., mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson. A.D. He got he got derailed and ended up in Minnesota. So anyway, uh, like everybody, it seems like these days, you know, it's, this is the year. This is the week of which everybody has to conform and kind of become a fan of some team other than theirs unless you live in a city where these four these four teams are, of course. So uh, uh, let me give you some uh, – and let's, let us get some insight from you. Uh, we still got a representative from the NFC East there. We've got the Giants. Uh, what do you think about their play last week? Oh, man. I, I mean, there are a lot of people who think uh, that it spoke more to Dallas playing a really terrible game than it did to the Giants playing well. But I, I do think that – that really would discredit everything the Giants did and, and really specifically two things, the defensive game plan they had and, and all the pressure they were able to get on Tony Romo in the fourth quarter and also Eli Manning just taking a step forward and, and being a caretaker. I know his numbers weren't weren't fabulous, but you know the bottom line is he, he did what a quarterback is supposed to do and he didn't turn the ball over. Um, he directed a fantastic drive before the end of the uh, half and he put his team in position to win. And Jeff, you're 100 percent right. That defense was just absolutely. They came. They came out to win that game. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. I, and the way I was looking at it, I, they, they just, they were just mowing them down. And and you know, I saw Dallas just falling apart. And yeah, they just didn't yeah, have it. Such a great fourth quarter, really, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it looked to me like the Dallas offensive line, and, and, and you know, Dallas had controlled the ball for a better part of three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, they just 
just got manhandled. And, yeah. and maybe Flozo Adams was playing a little bit hurt, but... Um, what do you think, think Dallas? In general, they got Jeff, manhandled. Jeff, do you think Dallas just had this thing where we're going to win this game and we don't have to uh, play that hard? You know, is that what it was? I don't know if it was that or the fact that maybe Dallas had been so accustomed to having success whenever it wanted it that when it finally, when, when some things didn't go right and then another series where things don't go right where the domino effect kind of settled in and, mm-hmm. and maybe they started, you saw a little bit of unraveling. You saw Tony get on his line a little bit. I mean, I, you saw T.O. getting a little upset. I think it was the first real roundhouse right they took in their jaw that they actually cared about because they had walked through the regular season, and it, they, they just didn't respond well to it. No, they didn't. You think they're going to run uh, Ray, Wade out of town? No, I tend to agree with what um, I heard what Ray had said before, that, yeah. that he's not going to... But here's the thing. It's going to be very difficult, and this all depends on what happens with the Jason Garrett in Baltimore situation. If, J- if Jerry Jones convinces Jason Garrett to stay there and to be his offensive coordinator and that he will be the head coach down the line, I mean, that can't make Wade Phillips feel real good, even if Wade is back. I mean, now he's got to always be looking over his shoulder mm-hmm. about his offensive coordinator who's being tailor-made to take over the job. That just puts Wade in an uncomfortable position. All right, let's take it a step further. Now, we're coming up with this weekend with New York uh, in Green Bay, and you saw what happened with Green Bay in Seattle. Uh, what do you, th- I mean, my feeling is the Giants, uh, have something to prove here, and I think that's gonna be one exciting game. I mean, Green Bay crushed, uh, Seattle, and I think that was a lot to do with the weather. I don't mm-hmm. think Seattle was ready for that. Um, I thought Seattle would have done well, but then Sean Alexander, you know, just fell apart. I don't know what, yeah. they're paying him all this money and he didn't do anything. So, yeah. they're out, and, uh, Green Bay and, and the Giants, and of course, you know, I want the, I'm an NFC East guy, so I, I want the Giants to win. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, Seattle really disappointed me. I mean, to have oh, a 14 nothing lead, I, it really looked like once the snow started coming and Green Bay started, and Seattle wanted no part of the game from then on out. And I, I have to bet that Mike Holmgren is really sick to his stomach the way his defense played. I uh, agree with you. For that game. Yeah, I, that was I terrible. Really yeah, I was shocked too. Hey, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, guys. And you I know, picked I, Seattle to win that game. Yeah, too. but one, one thing that I I, I want to say is, you know, in, in terms of you know me being a former athlete and looking at the, the play of somebody and, and and actually commending them on on their play and their efforts was was that young running back Grant man that kid played a great football game. Can you imagine? Here it is. The, the playoff game, the first one that you've ever got a chance to, to play in, and, and start in, mm-hmm. and, and you fumble the ball twice, mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. team's down, like, what, 14 zip before the game? It, it almost reminds me back in the day when, when we played the Giants uh, you know, in Philly in an AFC, I mean, an NFC wildcard game, and before you knew it, it was 21 nothing because we had a couple, you know, balls that were fumbled, and I don't want to mention names, you don't but mention it's like, wow, man. <laughs> It's twenty-one nothing. How right. do you recover? And this kid comes that? back, and not only does he redeem himself, he breaks records in the game. I mean, that you got to give yeah. him credit. He t- he just ran like a man possessed. I give him a chance. I I was really impressed. Uh, you know, for especially for, as you said, right, for him being a first-time guy out there, that you could really, you know, we've seen a lot of guys who've had trouble fumbling who are very young, and then it it, it kind of sticks with them for their their career, but. Uh, credit to him, and you know the coaching staff stuck with him. It's not like they went and decided to go pass the ball 45 times because they didn't trust in, in Ryan to get it together, and he really did. And I think that is something we have com- to commend their the, the giant. I mean the, uh, the the Green Bay Packers staff on the fact that they stayed with their game plan. That that's one thing that mm-hmm. I think they have have decided that listen, Brett, we're not going to put all this on you. 
Yeah, you know, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna support you. We're gonna we're gonna this is a running game. We're gonna establish. And I don't know what kind of surface they got. Some kind of new surface up there in Green Bay because I've never seen it. With the exception, I got to go way back. Now. Way back. O.J. Simpson yeah. used to run for those kind of yards in, well, here, know, here's in the what snow he, as here, well. But here's what he did in the game. He did uh, he 27 attempts, 201 yards, a 7.4 average, three TDs, and two fumbles. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, amazing. Yeah, th- you just I mean the fact that he's got you know 27 attempts after having two fumbles. Two fumbles. I mean, how, and they yeah, stuck after, with him. You know, how, yeah, right. I mean, how do you still give the guy the ball 27 Well, you times? know, they have a lot of faith in the guy. And, that, you know, and that, that's, that, that, that goes back to good coaching. They right. know this guy's good, so he fumbled the ball, but he came back and he redeemed himself, like you said. Hey, Jeff, right? let me ask you something. We got the, 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 the young against the gun. You got the young Eli Manning going there against the gun, Brett Favre, and... Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, this guy has watched Brett play a many games, you know, and, uh, you know, you go into a thing and, and you hope that you don't go in there being starstruck. And I, I'm in, in the, you know, in the NFC championship game. I've got a chance to do what my big brother has done. I've got a chance to do it against what is now being called maybe the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Do you think Eli could get caught up in all this, you know, being a superstar now? No, I, he's in New York too, man. So atypical of Eli to get caught up in that kind of uh, of publicity and hype. I mean, he, he's if anything, he gets, the one thing he gets criticized most for in New York is is being seemingly lost in, in the moment and not you know having kind of kind of that eyes glazed over look when when everything's on the line. So I don't think he'll be intimidated. Um, well, I think that's what I mean. You, you hit it on the nose. With the eyes glazed yeah, he's, over. He's, look. Ca- he's caught in that moment. You know, it's like he's like a deer caught in headlights because. But like, he always looks like that. that. But that's the New York yeah. media. That's he always looks like. No, 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 no. That's a New York. Caught in the moment. Yeah, it's not. He always <laughs> looks like that. He always looks like he's lost somewhere. Right, but, but when so he plays, I, I, it's but, different. But being in the media capital of the world, looks like a little kid. And he and and the NFL requires you to make yourself accessible to the media. Is mm-hmm. is this going to be overwhelming to him? No, you know, I just think it's going to be. I think the people who are going to be disappointed most are are the the media. You know, I think the people who are looking for him to come out and and you know give him a win one for the Gipper type speech or uh, even Brett Favre and he can he could just kind of like romance you with the way he talks uh, and and waxes poetic about football. You're just you're just not going to get that from Eli. He's going to be about as bland as bland can be, and then go out and play some football. I really don't see him getting. You know, it's not like this is his first year, and it's not like it's his first playoff game. I, I know it was. A, it's his first uh, NFC championship, and, you know, if he plays badly, I don't think it will be because he's getting overwhelmed. I think it's because he's been an inconsistent quarterback for most of his career. Hey, well, Jeff, maybe Britney Spears will show up with a Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, that's a low blow. That is no, no, a no. low blow. No, when I call Britney Spears BS. Yeah, man, that's no, a low blow. And you, know what? You, what? you know what could happen? Brad probably could do play a joke on him like that. He probably could send one of those <laughs> superstars <laughs> after him, you know, to get him distracted or something like that. But Britney Spears <laughs> is in the in, in the stadium yeah, <laughs> wearing I, a uh, Eli Manning jersey. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, but, <laughs> but one thing, for, one thing for sure about uh, you know Eli, and we're going to have, I guess, we're going to have to do this after the break. So. If you'll just hold on there, Jeff. Uh, everyone, you you're it. listening to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. And, of course, our correspondent, Jeff, with us. We'll be back after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. 
wake up or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hello. Hi, Bill. Uh, this is George Dewey from up the street. Oh, hey, George. How you doing? Good, good. Say, I noticed you've been walking to work these days instead of driving, mm. and I uh, don't quite know how to say this, but, but, but what? But, but your butt, your buttocks, your butt. I think I found your butt on my front lawn. Have you recently lost it? As a matter of fact, I have, George. It's about time someone noticed. Well, it was kind of hard to miss, if you know what I mean. Anyways, would you like it back? Would I like it back? No, not really. So it's okay if I throw it out? Sure, that's fine. Take it easy, George. Small step number eight. Walk instead of driving whenever you can. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to help you become a healthier, well, you. Get started at www.smallstep.gov and take a small step to get healthy. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well welcome back to the voice america sports.com radio network with ray ellis and of course fan man talking about the nfl teams and along we have uh, the nfl playoffs uh, this coming sunday for the nfc championship and afc championship and we have jeff from philadelphia on the line our roving correspondent jeff welcome back Thank you. And how uh, let's we're going to talk about uh, the next uh, the next group here, San Diego, and who mm-hmm. who who's the other team? Uh, you know, uh, you know, wh- why don't they call the New England Patriots? New England, what? The New England Patriots? Why are they not America's team? Yeah, because they're the Patriots. Yeah, the why? Patriot Act. I don't yeah. know. Why, why anyway, what? Well, yeah, well, I think that was a marketing thing done in Dallas done Did years they, ago. One time, weren't they the Boston Patriots? I don't even remember what they were. I know they I sucked they for were. years. I think they were the Boston Patriots. Yeah, yeah that was long. That was in the AF. That was in the AFC days. Don't say a long time ago. That was a long time. Well, ago. they don't play in Boston now. They play in Foxborough. Well, the New York Giants. New England. But the New York Giants don't play in New York. They play in Jersey. That's right. They play in that swamp. But they did start off at least playing in New York, right? Well, you know what, and you know what, you know what's interesting about these Patriots is, is the fact that the Patriots are pretty much like the Celtics of old. They were Larry Bird and McHale and Collins, mm-hmm. and the, those guys were very, very good. But 
nobody really liked them. They didn't. America didn't really embrace them. I never they were cared just about good. New England. I never even cared about anything that happened up there. Yeah, they're I, just. But they're good. Am, am I right, Jeff? Or they just? I mean, they're just good. Yeah, this is a funny uh, angle that I've been exploring uh, lately. It just it seems, and, and this happens with every team. The better you are, and the more, the longer you can sustain excellence, the more you're going to wind up being hated and despised and cheered. Because everybody loved the the Tom Brady story and the Patriots when they were, you know, surprising people and beating the, the you know, the greatest show on turf Rams in the Super Bowl. But now that they're just so darn good all the time, everybody can't stand them. No, nobody nobody likes them because well, they keep on like, winning. Well, America, we kind of like, like their head coach. You know, people I, don't like their safety. Right, Jeff, you know what I heard in the press here in Phoenix? They were saying that they're hoping that they go into this game and they lose. They lose the game, and they're all, like, it's rampant here on the blogs and on the sports blogs. They want to see them lose. They go all this way, 18-0, uh, and 0, and they lose it. Well, you know, going right into the Super Bowl. I mean, that, you know. Well, Jeff just said something. I'm, I'm kind of laughing about it. You know, he, he says, you know, they hate their safety. You know, the reason why they hate their safety, because Rodney is the Danny Ainge of, of the New England Patriots. I mean, <laughs> That's I mean, a great it, I mean, you are I mean, absolutely right. He is, man. Everybody hated Danny Ainge. You know, Danny was getting They him. hated him. He was yeah, a right. tough ball player, but, you know, he's kind of dirty, too. And, that, and that's what Rodney is, man. He, Bill Lambeer, right. Bill Lambeer, like. Yeah. Bill Lambeer. Yeah, too rough yeah, around man. the edges. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at them all. Offensively, now I'm, I'm going to kind of you know shed some light on something here. You know, people have always said. I mean, you can go back till it, it first started happening. And I don't know. I think you got to go back to Sid Gilman because Sid Gilman. That's kinda, way back. Yeah, that Sid kind of can't see. I know my football wow. history. I know sure? my history. So, so do I. But that's way back. But but Sid kind of. <laughs> that's in the '60s. Well, Sid bought the passing game, a <laughs> okay. successful passing game, to the NFL. But right. everybody always wanted mm-hmm. to spread. And you know what people would always say? What? People never understood why is it when there's two minutes left in the game and it's almost halftime or the game is almost over that the team can just move the ball all over the field. Why I've always said that. Why can't they do it the whole game? Well, well why don't they? Well, New England has figured that out, and that's what they do. I figured that out 20 years ago. No, you, you, but <laughs> no, you're no, not I coaching. No, 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 but I, I figured that out because I sit there and go, wait a minute, it's two minutes, they need six points or three points, whatever it is, and they're at the 10-yard line, and they run down the field, they pass all the way down the field in a matter of a minute. Uh, well, Eli minute. did it in 47 in seconds. Four, in 47 seconds, they're kicking a field goal or getting a touchdown. Why don't they do that? throughout the whole game and make it really interesting, but they don't do it. Well, Why? Well, yeah. what, what is not your every, side? Not all 32 teams have Tom Brady. Well, not that's... all have Tom, uh, Randy Moss and that kind of offensive line. No, but I'm you saying have that... have the weaponry to make that happen. But I'm saying about any NFL team, it seems like every time you know they, they get the ball, it's at the 10-yard line, and you're saying there's no way, based on the way this game is played over the last 60 minutes, uh-huh. that they're going to be able to go down this field in 40 seconds and get a field goal and win the game. And then, then they do, and it's just amazing that that happens. Hey, Jeff, I'm going to put it to you what? in a different perspective. You were saying, man, okay, can you tell me that if you had your chance – to pick four wide receivers or three wide receivers and a tight end, okay, mm-hmm. would you pick all four of the New England Patriots receivers? No. I wouldn't. So they are not the best four the receivers. Four. <laughs> I would pick Randy Moss, T.O., uh, so Fitzgerald not- of the Cardinals, uh-huh. and, and uh, probably... Um, well, you know, but again, again, know. The, what they've done is <laughs> gotten not just the talent, but the, the correct personalities to vibe because... T.O. and Chad Johnson, if you paired him up with Randy Moss, someone's not going to be happy about the lack of catches. But you don't hear Dante Stallworth, who's a very good wide receiver, crying about his catches. And you don't hear the tight end, who Watson, who was great to start off with, but then didn't really have a great last month or so, whining about his catches. You get, 
you got to have the right the winning personality and combination. Not everybody and, has and, that. And you know what, Jeff? That's and that's right because you need that in business. Uh, you need a good team. You need the quarterback. You need the halfback. You need the, yeah. the offensive line. You need this type of thing set up all the time. And you know what? I was sitting there watching that game and, I'm, and the way Brady's playing and the way they're protecting him. And I'm saying, I hope the Cardinals, the Tweety Birds, are watching this game. The way he's protected, the way they throw the ball, it's just like he's he's out there just going blunt done. Well, well, he well, doesn't have to worry about anything. Well, I, 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 I want to address this a little bit more because we're, we're talking about we're talk, it is a team game. But I'm going to tell you what happens to satisfy everybody's ego is you just win. If you win, everybody's happy. But also you got to look at the fact, too, is there are some teams out there that when they win all these games, you have like Dallas had a record, I think, 12 Pro Bowl players. But mm-hmm. I, I know that, uh, you know, that Randy's going to the Pro Bowl, but are the other receivers going to the Pro Bowl? No. Um, no. No, no, they're not. Okay, and so is that's this, what is I just why this. Oh, wait, 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 Welker is. Is Welker not a Pro Bowler? I thought, I thought Welker might have. No, you know, he was a big snub. Welker was snub. No, no. He, let, me, let me ask you a question. Is that why when they go to the combine, they give them that that test we talked about when we first went on the air, right? What is that test called? To see if about their personalities and how they match up with other, other players? What's that test called? The, the Wonderlink? The Wonderlink. The Wonderlink. Yeah. What? Is, that, is that a big thing, the Wonderlink? That well, they well they say it's about football IQ, but then they ask, the guy, they, they, they ask about the cheerleaders in it, so I don't know what the hell. Well, we saw, that, we saw that this oh, past okay, season man, with Larry Fitzgerald looking at that girl, that. man. Gonna... I'm telling you. I, you know, anyway, is that, is that really that important to make sure that a team comes together? Is it, or is it the coach that puts it together and, and mends these personalities together? Listen, to I remember there was a very good football player that played on a very good football team that was an all pro ball player Ray and Ellis? the kid couldn't even read and it was not real. How did you get so, through college? Well, I don't oh, know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So, so you that's... Know, how did so you get through I, Ohio State? I, I, mean. I don't that's know. A no, no, you can't. show up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, the thing is with New England and San Diego, and I, I'm, you know, everybody in the country is complaining about North Turner and they're all screaming the sports talk show host, ESPN, blah, blah, blah about North Turner. You know, North Turner took the team and got the team to where they are today. I yeah, mean, but can he, he stop this spread offense? Um, you know what? I, I don't think he's going to be able to stop the spread offense. He knows what the spread offense is. He knows he has to take care of it. Uh, he has watched how many games with, with New England. I mean, you know, it's right there in his face. What is he going to do to stop this and, and, and make sure that they they lose the game? Jeff, what well, do you think? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, defense isn't even North Turner's specialty. He's, he's an offensive coordinator, and, you know, he can probably lend his defensive coordinator some advice on the spread offense. But uh, this is going to be about how well – they're prepared defensively, and whether they're going to bring pressure or whether they're not going to bring pressure, how they're going to bring pressure. Um, I was a little surprised with the Jaguars and their approach. It seems set for the first three quarters and decided not to pressure Brady and, and then tried to catch up, play catch up there in the fourth and do it, and it didn't really work. Right. Um, there's no blueprint, though. I mean, tell me the team that's <laughs> who's beating the Patriots that so you could say, oh, this is the way you do it. You know, I have no idea. Well, they said that when Philadelphia played New England, remember, and they, that was the blueprint to beat New England because yeah. Philly almost did it, and everybody has failed. Well, again, yeah, we're not so the, the blueprint was bad because they actually came close. That's the funny part. You know? Right, uh, they it, came close. <laughs> right, guys, this is this is not horseshoes, so that blueprint doesn't mean anything. That blueprint <laughs> means nothing. They, they exactly. didn't win. That, that was my point. Is who knows? You know, well, you I mean, know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll come down to talent and who plays better that day. And I think, you know... And, Jeff, you're 100% right. And that, that's an important thing. Who plays better that day? And you should know that, Ray. That's all why people. it's called Any Given Sunday. And that's why you don't bet NFL. You don't, you don't go... You don't bet it. Well, some people bet it. A lot I, of people, I, I, I'm a lot scared of people, to death to bet it. A lot of people bet it. Well, you know, this past... Well, last weekend we were talking about this, Jeff. I picked uh, two teams to win. 
And, um, you know, those, uh, I'm 500. Two teams lost, and the ones that uh, I said would win lost. Well, there were two, right. ups, there were two upsets. Right. Am I right, Jeff? There were two upsets this past weekend. Of course, well, I yeah, picked me and Jeff. San Diego and New York. That's right. San Diego and New York. And, and Jeff, yeah. we picked Seattle. Me and you picked Seattle. We did pick Seattle, and they got and, destroyed. And they got destroyed at 42 to 20, whatever it was. They just covered Lambeau Field. by the way? Was that you, fan man? Didn't you pick Jacksonville? I picked, uh, that's right, I did. I picked, how, I picked, how was your trip back to Earth? It was uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was sitting there watching that game and I'm going, okay, they're doing pretty good, they're doing pretty good. I'm thinking about you guys and I'm going, okay, now I'm going to get my ass kicked on Tuesday. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I thought the Jaguars... Nice sightseeing on your way back to Earth. Right, yeah, I was, I was floating in my parachute, believe me. Well, I think I, I think you were just you know picking the underdog. Obviously, no, no, know, no. I, I I thought Gerard Gerard was going to go out there, and, re- and he did for a while. And I thought and he that, did. That's the and, thing. He played yeah. well. They played well. They yeah. lost. <laughs> you know what? I mean, given another year, I think the Jaguars. And I really thought the Jaguars. And I watched that team for a while. I thought they were going to mm-hmm. pull it off. Well, well let me ask you guys something. It's an important you know, game. You know, you look at different teams, and you look how they progress throughout the season. They're getting better now. Teams are coming close to beating New England. Does that mean that the teams are playing better ball, or does that mean New England isn't, you know, they're not getting better? They're, they're at the same plateau. that they, they reached their plateau, you know, after the second game of the season. Well, I'll start. One thing I noticed is that teams defense New England a lot different now than the first three or four weeks. They've either tried to really get on them. Or you've seen some, starting with the Eagles, some really interesting packages against them. And it seems that, when New England scores now, they're much more of a methodical 10 to 14 type play team instead of, uh, you know, the three play long bombs or Randy Moss. In fact, Moss only have one catch, I think, for four yards against Jacksonville. And right. that, that has kind of simmered down their, their 40 point wins now because teams are now, they're starting to exhaust the clock a little bit more when they're on offense instead of scoring so quickly. And their defense isn't as great, so they've been giving up some points. So that's the only difference that I see is that they're not, they're explosive, but in a different way. They're just a little bit more methodical and deliberate going downfield and, and really not hitting the home run as much as they used to. Yeah, I think what uh, what Tom is doing, basically, he's taking care of the ball. He's he's taking what the defense gives you, and if they Absolutely. don't give you the big one, don't try to force it. And, and it's probably There's why no his, need to. his ratio of touchdowns and interceptions are just off the chart. You know, he's got 50 mm-hmm. touchdowns, and I think maybe less, than, maybe 10 interceptions. You know, it's funny. Means. You know, it's funny when I was watching that game with the Jags in New England that the announcers were saying, "Oh, Brady has to go back out there," and they're putting they're putting the camera on his helmet. Oh, the poor guy has all this stress on him that he. I mean, you know what? He doesn't really even care. He just goes after and does it and gets it done. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that does impress me how they are so unflappable, even when they're behind. Um, they never seem rattled or, no. or even afraid that their legacy is going to be said. They just go out there and put a point on the board. They, that's, that's what they do. I mean, that's, I, that's I see, what they do. You know. Yeah, that's what they do. And that's what they're paid to do, and they go out and do it. And they don't get and, and the announcers are getting all upset and carrying on. And I'm going, you know what? Shut up. Well, you know one mm. reason why they do it. You know, and, and, oh, to keep you there. Well, well, the they, this is a team that's very much prepared. It's almost like taking a test in college. You know, if you were prepared for a test, you're okay. If you know you didn't study and you crammed all night, man, you were nervous. You I was were a cheater. I was a cheater. Cheater. Cheater, man. Yeah, cheater. Cheater. Yeah, oh, cheater. Jeff, can you hang out? we got another uh, break to come out. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports uh, Radio Show on the VoiceAmericaSports.com radio network. This is Fan Man, and we'll be right back with Jeff in Philadelphia as soon as we get done uh, getting some money. Cheating. Cheating, yeah. Okay. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, I believe we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Bad man. And of course, we've got Jeff on the line with us. You know, Jeff, so one thing that I want to take the time out to do that very seldom does anybody really do, and, and that is to, to, to take the time to really give credit where it's due. And if, if any time throughout my professional sports affiliation, I've noticed it. I've noticed that really offensive linemen are really the key to winning games. Mm-hmm. And this offensive line has done a tremendous job. For t- I mean, sometimes he sits back there and he can get his, he can get a pedicure. He has seven seconds, eight seconds. You know, and, what, and, what is this? And that is ridiculous. That's just Tom, that's Tom Brady calling you. It's Tom Brady. I'm gonna, Tom, it's, Tom, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, Excuse what, me. I'll be right back. I mean, have Tom. You, have you ever seen a quarterback? I mean, sit back there with so much time. I mean, Brett Favre has always seemed like he's running for his life, you know. And then when he, even his release is such that Brett makes you feel like he's got to hurry up and throw it because he's going to get tackled. Mm-hmm. But Tom is so smooth. Smooth. And he has so much time. Very seldom. And when he runs, it's a joke. I mean, the guy Again, must be as slow as an offensive It's runner. right back to the O-line where we have a problem here in Phoenix with the O-line, not protecting the quarterback. And the quarterback has to run over the field. And the poor guy's getting beat up, getting hurt. And then they wonder why. The Cardinals suck. Jeff, do you give yeah. credit to the linemen? What do you think about this year? Looking, you know, looking at them this year. I, I think it's one of the more fascinating symbiotic relationships in sports. I mean, uh, the, the offensive line and its quarterback 
maybe even more so than the pitcher to the catcher and the point guard to the you know the, the top scorer on a basketball team. There's just it's really it's it's almost brilliant and, and poetry in motion to watch. And you're right. I mean, Tom Brady. It's it's their excellence almost feeds off each other. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Is that I think a big reason why Tom Brady's success um, has been sustained is because he's got five guys who just know him, know his tendencies, and know how to block for him and do a fantastic job. You know, and I, part I, of the re- part of the reason why they, I think they're successful is because. They've got a guy who's not going to hold on to the ball, who makes very quick decisions, and and at times makes it very easy to block for him. So it, it's just a wonderful symbiotic relationship that you don't get to see in a lot of other sports have such an impact. Yeah, and I and I, and I, and I want to get off of this because we're done with the Cowboys because they're done. But mm-hmm. you know when you saw the Cowboys on Sunday and mm-hmm. that offensive line, the center couldn't even get the ball back to Romo. I mean, it must have been he must have had at least a couple of delay of game penalties because he let the time, you know, the time run out. But sure, and and you know, getting off the Cowboys if you want, and, and you're right about Gerard and having the, the ball snapping problems. I think also underrated is is the job that Mark Tauscher for the Packers did against Seahawks and their relentless pressure. Um, again, Brett Favre can't throw the ball if he doesn't have such great blocking, and 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 also just. The guy's paving the way for Ryan Grant to have 200 yards. I mean, they just did a heck of a job. Yeah, Green well, Bay, again, offensive line is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah those Green guys, Bay has it too. Yeah, those guys, you know, and, and, and being out there, I'm going to tell you guys, you know, many times when, when you're playing in, in, in elements that affect the game, you know, people can say what they want to say. Snow. You know, but snow and rain, rain and cold. Freezing rain and cold. I mean, you know, you can't say mentally you don't know what's going on or you just put it out of your mind. Listen, when you walk out the house and it's cold, hell, it's cold. You know? Mm-hmm. You gotta, but I sit in my nice, warm, uh, beautiful home and watching you guys beat each other up in that cold, I love it. Have yeah, my but, beer, my chicken wings. But, but that offensive line that Green Bay demonstrated last week, to, I mean, to actually just, just mow people off the ball. It's called a team they sport. They manhandled that Seattle front set. Oh, they, they sure did. And Seattle's supposed to have a pretty, t- I mean, Patrick Kearney, I mean, did he, did he get what did, he, what did he do yesterday? He I didn't do remember his name. He didn't do anything. Yeah, That's name. why I gave Mark Kauscher a tremendous amount of credit for keeping Kearney off of uh, Brett Favre's backside. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think, uh, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little research now, but I, I, I think these guys are being paid, you know, pretty well because of the job that they're doing. I mean, an offensive lineman, you can, find, you can find a running back. I mean, look, we got Grant who's doing a tremendous job. I remember a guy, well, boy, what was his name, Wooly something, who in the Super Bowl for the Washington Redskins, you know, ran, you know, broke a record. Wooly McCubbin? Well, I don't know what his name is. Wooly <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, wow. you know, yeah. Wooly Parker, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he comes out of nowhere. So you can mm-hmm. find a running back anywhere. But it's like the offensive linemen, like they're just, you know, the world's best kept secret because, one, their names never get mentioned. Their names never right. yeah, another Except thing. Except if, if they're holding. Yeah, they TV now, the TV announcers in the media never mention the offensive linemen's names. Nobody knows who they are. They're just sitting. They're just there. But they get paid very well for what they do. The, the they left don't... tackle is the highest paid position. I think, oh yeah. Behind oh, yeah. that quarterback. Well, getting to the da- the Cowboys' offensive line, Leonard Davis just fell apart. He had that 15 yard penalty, and they, he used to play here for years and years. And then mm-hmm. he goes over to Dallas, and he makes that big that 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 wrong play, which was really hard on on, on the Cowboys. And, again, it comes back to an offensive line that says, I know what I'm doing. i got to protect this guy. i got to open the holes up. We're going to win this game so we can make a lot of money. Well, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning who was without his all-pro left tackle who retired last year, uh, on the last play of the game, I think it was, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah. you know, very close to it, you know, their the rookie left tackle couldn't do anything with Sean Marion. Right. Sure, sure. And yeah. on the other side, an unsung hero is a guy, David Deal, the left tackle for the Giants, who at this time last year – was a reserve guard and tackle. He was kind of bouncing around. They had a lot of injuries. 
they got rid of their main left tackle of about six years in Luke Pettigrew, and they let him walk in the offseason. It gave David Deal a job. Now, the new general manager, Jerry Reese, got a tremendous amount of criticism for that because it's really hard to let a, a left tackle who's been there for so long walk. And Jerry Reese said, I got confidence in this David Deal guy. And he did a fantastic job of keeping the Cowboys off, off Manning. And you know the Cowboys have a great pass rush with Ware and Ellis. Oh yeah, they do, and and you know, and you know. Well, we don't have to talk we, about them anymore. They're done. Yeah, but before we close out, <laughs> they're burnt toast. Let's talk a little bit about the Giants' offense. No, we line. have to talk about this week's who's going to win. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're oh, going to talk okay. about the Giants' offensive line because listen, mm-hmm. these guys are doing a tremendous job because of course they had a, a great running back in Tiki Barber, and how do you think Tiki feels right now? You know, after the statements he made. <laughs> yeah, all the crap. He, the yeah, about, remember all about that? Eli. Yeah, about Eli, mm-hmm. he, he was mm-hmm. not a leader. He went after Eli, and nobody, you know, when he talks, nobody listens, and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? Maybe that's this is payback. Maybe that motivated Eli to say, you know what, I'm going to show you what we're well, made of. I, I, I don't the, need to I listen the, to this. I think the offensive line, you know, went to his defense and, you know, gave him some time and they started opening up some holes, but, uh, you know, they again, they uh, what was the guy's name? You know what, uh, Ray, I am so glad you brought that up because nobody's bringing that up. Nobody is bringing up Tiki Barber's comments in the beginning of the season with the Giants and Eli Manning and look at where they're at now. They're in the NFC Championship well, game. Screw are, you, Tiki. Well, one thing probably in the New York Tiki. media, they probably don't want to do that because he's, in a, he's a part of the national media and if it were anybody oh, else that cheeky. perhaps maybe wasn't a part of the national media, they might go after him. You know, but there's going to be some controversy. Somebody has to have the goal now to step up. Well, we're stepping say, up. Well, yeah, and the world's listening to us, too. And right? the world's listening. You know, how would you name somebody Tiki? <laughs> okay, tiki. guys, we got to get down to uh, where the rubber meets the road. we got two games going on this weekend, and, you know, we've got to make some picks. So, All right, Jeff, you make the picks. Uh, AFC. I think, there's, I think there's nothing unwise about being predictable, so I will take the Packers and the Patriots. The Packers and the Patriots. I'm going to pick uh, the Giants and the Patriots. Wow, the Giants and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Okay, why are you picking the Giants? Because I like them. You, you like them? <laughs> 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 you got, what do you, you want me to do? Credit, Ray. He's sticking with his NFC East roots, and he's, I'm sti- he can't I'm, change I'm, them. Th- thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I, I think the Giants are going to come out, and I think I I can feel it that Eli Manning is going to show the United States of America. If you look at the description of the show, Rail of Sports, with the number one co-host of the world, fan man, it says a fan. So that's what a fan does right now. Your team isn't in, so you just pick somebody else. Cause you no, like no, no. I picked the Giants cause of the, uh, because of the uh, NFC East. Well, you know, I, I think that I'm, I'm hardcore, dude. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to pick, uh, you know... Who's playing? Uh, like everybody else, man. It's, go- it's going to be Green Bay and the Patriots. It's going to be so probably... Gonna stick with me? Well, what's going to happen is probably going to be the, the best and the most watched Super Bowl in history. you got what is believed to be, on paper right now, the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL, Brett Favre, right. and when, who may replace him, and that is Tom Brady. And I hope they put on the greatest show ever in this Super the Bowl. The greatest show ever played. Anyway, Jeff, thank you very much. It'll be My an pleasure, interesting guys. it'll be an interesting conversation next weekend. Enjoy the game and thanks for being on the air with us. We really appreciate it. And Ray, Talk hey. Hey man, it's been great. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. And maybe a kicker. And maybe a kicker. Might as well be a kicker. Who's the kicker?